Chapter Eleven of Handy Mandy and Oz by Ruth Plummy Thompson. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Eleven Down in the Prisoner's Pit. Oh, oh, give me another hand and I'll do my best to help you, spluttered Nifflepock as Handy Mandy ruthlessly continued to squeeze his fingers. We'll help ourselves, thank you retorted the goat girl tartly then relenting a little she relaxed her hold for she could not help pitying nifflepock and all the subjects of this cruel king where are these prison pits she asked impatiently for she was anxious to be alone with nox if you are going to lock us up do hurry along with it yes yes absolutely yes moaned nifflepock glancing nervously over his shoulder to be sure the white ox was not going to tread on his heels you'll be there in no time uh, no time at all he assured them earnestly step over here please moving a sliding door in the wall of the corridor the king's assistant waved them toward a smooth wheelless silver carriage it looked to handy a lot like an old-fashioned sleigh and as there were seats in front and a space in back large enough for the ox she let go nifflepock's hand and quite willingly climbed aboard nox grunting a little stepped over the side and settled himself behind her well good-bye sniffled nifflepock rubbing his bruised fingers tenderly you'll find everything you need below not that you'll be needing anything he added mournfully as he pulled out a silver switch good-bye i'm sorry for you he shouted as the car with a lurch that almost loosened handy's teeth shot down a sliding runway to the deep pits of darkness below now you and i who are used to scenic railways and have enjoyed the thrills of shoot the shoots for years would have been less startled by the wild dizzy leaps the swoops curves and climbs and the sickening drops of the silver king's chariot but neither the goat girl nor the royal ox had ever heard of a scenic railway much less written in one and the underground car of the silver monarch was more like a shoot the shoots than anything else sometimes the two travelers were in complete darkness at other times they whirled by the narrow well-lighted ledges of a queer cave city where the subjects of the mountain king lived in cell-like apertures in the silver rock like the cliff dwellers of old then without warning the car would plunge to the work caverns below past the gloomy shafts of the silver mines or dart up to the living quarters and grottoes of the king himself caves so lavishly furnished and glowing with jewels handy let out little shrieks of astonishment in the king's subterranean gardens silver swallows bathed in the silver fountains silver maples rustle their lacy branches in the lavender scented breezes silver petal flowers with jeweled centers grew as riotously as daisies and buttercups in the upstairs world the mountaineers themselves working listlessly with pick and shovel in the mines are walking soberly along the ledges beside their little cliff dwellings seemed undersized and unhappy to the goat girl not that she caught more than a flying glimpse of them as the silver car tore by in fact 
she was so frantically busy holding on to the front rail of the car with all her various hands and catching her breath after each dizzy swoop that her mind was in a perfect whirl the groans and snorts of Knox were far from reassuring but afraid to look back lest she herself be flung out handy clung desperately to the rail wondering when the wild ride would end and where under the mountain the silver cart was taking them the last words of nifflepok rang unpleasantly in her ears and as they raced by a cave marked potter's den the goat girl positively shuddered here set out in vast silver pots and buried to their chins in the silver earth were scores of the king's pale-faced prisoners a grim-looking gardener was watering them from a milk can and from the hungry way they lapped up the few drops that fell to them handy concluded that this was probably their only food first i shot over a mountain and now i'm shooting through one moaned the distracted goat girl trying to collect her spinning thoughts and faculties oh my eye we're going to pot for sure oh this time we really are done for then all at once handy's good common sense began to assert itself and as their strange chariot with a sudden increase of speed and power again dashed down into the darkness she snatched the precious blue flower from her pocket and at the exact moment the silver car turned over and flung them into space handy began pulling the petals from the flower and letting them drift down ahead of her own rapidly falling body it was just light enough for her to see Knox, with bristling horns and quivering nostrils fall past when she herself started to turn so many and such dizzying somersaults she lost all count of time and distance end of chapter eleven